0: All Smiles Champions, welcome to Mind Elevation Health and Wealth. I am your host, Shira Dewan, an educator, emotional healer, and entrepreneur. For this month, we will be celebrating Black history, culture, and how we can heal worldviews by being an ally, by understanding, and by increasing our knowledge of Blackness, Black-ish, and Black excellence. We will also learn how across all cultures, We are all the same, kind of different. This session, we will explore African-Americans' contributions to healing, health, and medical research. Session 11, Contributions to Healing, Health, and Medical Research. Listen and listen well, champions. Whether you have faith in God, faith in the universe, or faith in self, it is important for you to know the true history of how the United States of America has benefited in the medical and health field from Black Americans. We will discuss how Black doctors and scientists were pioneers of medicine and innovative as surgeons and in health and wellness. Extremely meaningful contributions. However, we will also discuss the history of many unethical and unconsented contributions in research Black Americans are forced into without their knowledge, the dark side of medical research. Let's begin with Dr. Daniel Hale Williams III, born in 1856 and died in 1931. Discrimination in the 1800s, African-American citizens were barred from being admitted to hospitals and black doctors were not allowed to work as staff in hospitals. So Dr. Dan Williams, his patients called him Dr. Dan, changed the game by opening Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses, the first medical facility in the nation to have an interracial staff. In 1893, Williams became one of the first people to successfully perform open-heart surgery. In 1894, he was appointed the chief surgeon of the Freedman's Hospital. And in 1895, he founded the National Medical Association for Black Medical Practitioners. As the chief surgeon at the Freedmen's Hospital, he provided care for formerly enslaved African Americans. This information was found on biography.com. We also have Dr. Jane Cook-Wright, born in 1919 and died in 2013. She lived to be 94 years old. She was the first African-American woman to be named Associate Dean of a nationally recognized medical institution in 1967. At that time, she was the highest ranking African-American woman at a U.S. medical school. Her research is still being used today with cancer treatment. She implemented a comprehensive program to study stroke, heart disease, and instructed doctors in chemotherapy. Based on Health eLiving blog from February 8, 2022, listing several healthcare contributions made by black medical innovators, we'll list number one, Dr. James McCune Smith, who paved the way for future black physicians back in 1837. Dr. Charles Drew, who developed new ways to store blood plasma for blood transfusions. Number three, Dr. Otis Boykin, who improved the pacemaker with his invention that installed a control unit for the pacemaker. The pacemaker is a device that detects when your heart is beating irregular. Number four, Dr. Ben Carson. Y'all remember him when he was running for Republican Party presidency back in 2015. He should have just stayed in the medical field. Yes, I just threw shade on Dr. Carson. But anyways, he was not great in politics for the black community, but he did perform the first successful separation of twins that were joined together at the back of their heads back in 1987. Number five, recently, Dr. Kizmika Say Corbett was one of the leading scientists to develop the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Corbett has worked with the Vaccines Research Center since 2014. There's a long list of black innovators in science. However, this podcast will be short and sweet. We owe immense gratitude to those innovators who have helped advance medical knowledge and excel careers of future physicians and save lives of many patients. We live in a country where healthcare is filled with racial injustices such as unequal access, segregation, and a history of deeply unethical testing. So we will now discuss the dark side of historically black contributions to health and medicine. I always like to give a vocabulary word and definition. This week's word will be cadaver spelled C-A-D-A-V-E-R. A cadaver is defined as a dead body, especially a human body, to be dissected for research, a corpse. We will start with discussing the bones of a slave known as Mr. Fortune. Mr. Fortune was owned by a white bone specialist named Dr. Porter. When the slave Mr. Fortune died, instead of Dr. Porter giving Mr. Fortune a proper burial, he boiled Mr. Fortune's skeleton in order to preserve and study it. His body was used in Dr. Porter's school for anatomy. Dr. Porter first dissected Mr. Fortune to study and teach students before eventually donating his skeleton to a museum. Unfortunately, due to this unethical behavior, Mr. Fortune did not get a proper burial until over 200 years after his death in the year of 2013. Mr. Fortune may have died or been murdered in approximately 1798 in the hands of his slave owner, Dr. Porter, who decided to use Mr. Fortune as a scientific specimen in his medical school. There were laws against dissecting human cadavers. However, in Massachusetts, certain executed criminals could be dissected for research, even though it was controversial. As we continue to discuss the unlawful use of cadavers, back in 1844, the faculty of the medical department of Hampton, Sydney College, now the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine, medical students dissected and practiced surgical procedures on stolen cadavers. The medical department would occasionally rob graves to obtain cadavers for students to dissect you're thinking what I was thinking when I was reading this article. What graves were they able to rob? What graves did they target for this illegal activity? You guessed it. They went to Richmond, Virginia's African-American burial grounds. When the cadavers were no longer useful for educational purposes, these disrespectful people would just dump the cadavers in a nearby well. Then, In 1994, they started construction to build a medical building and discovered the well containing skeletal remains 25 feet below East Marshall Street, which happens to be the historic site of St. Philip Hospital, the former segregated facility for African-Americans. Archaeologists were able to collect the bones and sent the collections to the Smithsonian Institution the summer of 1994. The remains were not spoken of and forgotten about until two decades later when an interest in the remains were brought back into light by Dr. Sean Ootsley's film in 2011 called Until the Well Runs Dry, Medicine and the Exploitation of Black Bodies. Due to this newfound awareness, the project called East Marshall Street Well Project on November 25th, 2019, VCU and the Richmond community welcomed back the remains from the Smithsonian Institution with respect and dignity. These individuals were denied basic human rights in both life and death. For the sake of unethical medical studies in the United States, the VCU.edu website still continuously updates their website for the East Marshall Street Well Project the most commonly known Tuskegee research study of syphilis research. For my younger audience, syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease that affects almost any organ or tissue in the body, especially the genitals, skin, mucous membranes, aorta, brain, liver, bones, and nerves. This experiment began in 1932 and lasted for 40 years. This is the most racist, unethical, inhumane experiment. The research was performed on hundreds of black men with low income. These young black men were offered free meals, free health care, and free burial stipends. However, the men were unaware of the type of tests that were being performed on them. They trusted the United States public health service and the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. If you're wondering like I'm wondering, how did these men get tricked into this study? Well, Researchers told them they were being treated for bad blood. Most of these men had never seen a doctor before, so they trusted the physicians were treating them properly. However, the doctors were not treating the men infected with syphilis because they wanted to research the effects the disease actually had on the body if syphilis went untreated. The study found it caused permanent organ damage, paralysis, blindness, severe mental illness, And ultimately, it caused death. In 1947, based on the studies and research, it was discovered that penicillin was an active treatment for syphilis. But it was never offered to these young black men during the remaining 25 years of the study because due to their race, the men were viewed as less than human. They were just used like lab rats. Their purpose was only to show the long-term effects of syphilis, the deadly disease. The documents of this study were not leaked until 1972. It was also made known that the men who thought they were receiving treatment during the study were also unknowingly spreading the disease to their sexual partners. Hundreds of the men died from the disease and the last living survivor died in 2004. This study was an example of racial injustice due to this study Many African-Americans do not trust the healthcare system. Even still today, doctors historically dehumanize Black people during treatment. This next injustice is in loving memory of Henrietta Lacks and much respect to her loved ones, family, and friends that are still suffering her loss. In my opinion, Henrietta's cells are proof that Africa is a motherland and the mother of all mothers was that of an African woman the only human cell line able to reproduce indefinitely. Henrietta cells are known as HeLa cells and are still being used in research around the world. Although her cells and the structure of her cells have saved many lives, her life was taken too soon and her cells were stolen and researched without her permission and consent. The researcher, Dr. George Guy, at John Hopkins Medical Center, used her cells to develop the polio vaccine and produce many other drugs for other diseases, including Parkinson's, leukemia, and the flu. Although biotech and pharmaceutical companies have profited, commercialized, and sold Henrietta cells, Miss Henrietta Lacks' family has never received any money or benefits based on that research. Hey, you the champion for life changes. I'm challenging you to open to understanding that in a world of science, technology, research, and innovators, Black lives matter. Although African-Americans have undergone unethical, inhumane, and unjust treatment in America, there is so much more to be uncovered about our true history. Even if you notice the timeline of the events and dates, what is done in the dark always comes to light. Ancestral beings will allow justice to surface, truths to be acknowledged, and humanity to be restored. It is so important to teach young children or your future children true history so these systematic racial injustices don't continue to happen to any race of people. I'm only discussing what has happened here in America We know these things happen all over the world. However, even though some of the medical breakthroughs were performed without consent, the sacrifices and contributions of the African-American and Black people play a huge role in our overall healing, health, and medical research. Each week, I promote a book and authors that have impacted my life or helped me heal by increasing my knowledge and awareness of experiences outside of my own. I'm suggesting three books for you to further your research. The first book is called The Organ Thieves. This book is covering the inequalities in misusing cadavers and disrespectfully disposing of the human remains. In this book, the journalist Chip Jones explores how organ transplant in the U.S. reveals inequalities and racism, not just in healthcare, but in other related fields as well. The second book is The Immortal Life Henrietta Lacks. This book was written by Rebecca Skloot. She goes in detail explaining Henrietta's life and how her cells were taken without her knowledge. How Henrietta Lacks' cells has become one of the most important tools in medicine. The cells are the first immortal human cells grown in culture and the cells are still alive today. The third book is called Medical Apartheid by Harriet A. Washington. Harriet Washington is a medical ethicist, and journalist that goes in detail about abusive medical practices in which African Americans have been subjected to. She describes how both slaves and freedmen were used in the hospitals for experiments conducted without their knowledge, a tradition that continues today in some Black populations. She also discusses grave robbings, unauthorized autopsies and dissection, the pseudoscience of eugenics, please make sure to go to the podcast notes and click on the links to further your knowledge and support my podcast and the authors. Also, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy spending time with me every self-care Sunday. You are now a champion for healing and change. I was not able to cover everything in this session so here are some black history research suggestions that you can do on your own as it relates to the african-american contributions to healing health and medical research listen and listen well there are so many unethical historical facts of the contributions of black people number one bodies of slaves being used as cadavers and executed prisoners bodies being used unethically number two Human trafficking and organs being stolen to perform unlawful surgeries, kidnapped black children, organs being sold on the black market. Number three, graves being robbed for medical research. Number four, unethical mental and psychological procedures being performed on black prison inmates. Number five, human cells being stolen and sold to biotech companies. Number six, black women being sterilized with the forced sterilization and reproductive abuse during the eugenics movement. Let me explain eugenics. Negative eugenics is defined as trying to improve the quality of the human species by stopping reproduction of people that have undesirable traits, also known as selective breeding. An example would be if the society decided They didn't wanna breed black women that had mental illness. They would go to every black woman that has some form of mental illness and stop her from being able to reproduce by sterilizing her or taking out her organs or performing a hysterectomy without her knowledge. If you are an ally for the black community, understand the contributions to health and medicine has helped save lives of all races in the United States and the whole world. We all benefit from the knowledge of historical facts. We must exude the same peace, comfort, and love. Please continue to celebrate Black History Month with an open heart. Elevate your mind, be open to health and wealth. Trust the healing process. Sometimes healing hurts, but when completely healed, you become a stronger, wiser, an amazing human. That was heavy. Let's relax and breathe. Breathe in love. Breathe out love. Breathe in peace. Breathe out peace. Breathe in love. Share love. Now, share this podcast to help someone you love. I enjoy interacting with my listeners. Click the support link in the podcast notes to donate and support. See you next self-care Sunday.